Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms. I don't care what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you could respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and we have a great show for you today. This upcoming episode, episode 19, we're going to be talking about UFO disclosure going mainstream. Journalists being raided by FBI when investigating Biden. Yet we still don't know who participated in Epstein Island trafficking scandal. Buy farmland. More on the war on food. Billionaire preppers are planning for the apocalypse an all-new Opus Corner, and for history, we're going to be exposing Benny Hinn, memes, and much more, so stay tuned. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my co-host, Jake Grant. Welcome, Jake. All right, I hope you're doing well, Jeremiah. Yeah, we just got done with Sukkot. The last great day was just a few days ago, and uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Uh, here's the su sukkah that my father-in-law, he took a picture of the one that they built overlooking the lake their house is near, Oh, man, what a beautiful time. It, it kind of went way fast. And I know last week we were recording during Sukkot, uh, but this week as we've wrapped up the time, it's just uh, learned so many interesting uh, just perspectives about the scriptures, about current events going on in the world today, uh, some that are influencing what I'm going to be talking about today for our current news. <music> wanted to share this quick picture here and just remind everyone uh tonight on unsolved mysteries we investigate how i got a 30-day ban for posting something on facebook that i found on facebook <laughs> and i i feel like i might have shown this one before but uh, a lot of the times uh when we use social media to share information it's the perfect way to get our uh censorship cap put on right and we get put in the dunce corner and uh, and it was amazing that being at Sukkot, sitting around the campfire, sharing information just porously back and forth, uh, there was no fear of, oh, somebody's going to care about what I'm saying. I'm going to get shut down. I'm going to get my account blo blocked or locked or whatever. But instead, it was just this 
pure, unadulterated conversation time of people in person giving all of the wisdom that they've gained over the year, uh, whether, once again, it was regarding the scripture or whether it was regarding current events and perspectives on conspiracies and various topics. And man, I love those late night campfire talks. And, uh, and at Sukkot, there, at the very end, it started to get pretty cold, and I, it reminded me of this picture I wanted to share. Uh, what I expect my apocalypse outfit to look like versus what it is. <laughs> it's like this like bundled up old lady versus the, you know, the, the action movie star with the iron arm. And uh, as we neared the end of Sukkot, those who stuck it out were staying throughout the event. Uh, we realized that it really is a time to practice and test what it would be like to live in the wilderness. And this is something that uh, Rob talked about whenever he talked about Sukkot and and kind of the, the meaning behind it. It's the wedding feast where people all gather, but it's also a prophetic time where we leave Babylon and we prepare for what happens if the grid gets shut down or what happens if we have to live together in community to help escape the beast system, you know, and uh, none of us ended up at the end of the week looking as cool as we had hoped. Uh, however, we had a blast and, uh, we were definitely bundled up like this, uh, babuska <laughs> over here. So today we're going to be talking about in the current news, uh, arena, about uh, how UFO disclosure is going more mainstream, how journalists are being raided by the FBI when they're investigating Biden. Nobody's stomping their foot down on uh, the politicalization of the investigative arm of the government, right? And yet, we still don't know who participated in the Epstein Island trafficking scandal, right? Uh, So we're going to go after people that are going to look into guys like Biden or uh, any, you know, political figure that has power right now and doesn't want to be found out on whatever reason. But yet we still don't know who participated uh, in the atrocities that Jeffrey Epstein kind of uh, did on that island. And of course, we're going to go into a little bit about how an interesting video of a New York City Department of Education LGBTQ program manager was told to lie about the competitive advantage of male to female trans athletes. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more on the war on food and how important it is to own land. And we're going to look into Pfizer recruiting uh, the Marvel (laughs) megalomania verse, right? Uh, We're going to look into a new film that came out called The Real Anthony Fauci. And uh, how the CDC has recently uh, had a panel vote and they voted 15 to 0 to add CV shots to child schedules, uh, uh, V schedules, right? And we're also going to look at how this coincides with another interesting vote that was recently uh, put forward to remove Pfizer and Moderna injury liability permanently. So they were under emergency youth authorization under their government contract, but now there's a vote by the CDC to remove any uh, liability that they might have to pay up if it turns out that what a lot of people are uh, experiencing in adverse effects uh, turns out to be like 
a class action lawsuit to come after these guys who push this on pretty much all of mankind, well, they'll be protected if this vote goes through. We're also going to look at how billionaire preppers are planning for the apocalypse. So that's a quick rundown of the news we're going to be covering today. So let's go ahead and jump right into this topic. I want to start with an interesting video from Joe Rogan of uh, Ryan Graves, a uh, Air Force pilot who details his encounters with the UFO phenomena. And uh, then we're going to go into some uh, you know, unexplainable occurrences and, and visuals around the UFO topic. Uh, and so let's just check out this video together. Really interesting. This is an interview that came out recently, and we'll see what this pilot has to say about encountering UFOs. Camera, And what is this, right? It's not a UFO or something mysterious at this point. It's at what we're thinking at this point, we see on the radar is just, well, our radar is broken, right? Um, these perhaps don't represent physical objects yet because we hadn't you know, visually seen these or seen them on our camera yet. And so, you know, we kind of like, hey, you know, what's going on here? You know, is anyone else seeing this kind of thing? But not really like investigating it, right? It's just kind of like, all right, there's stuff out there, but maybe next time we'll take a look. Uh, but the way our systems work, when we have all this, all these contacts on our radar, and if we kind of just oops, select one out with our little cursor there, all our sensors go to it. Our FLIR goes to it, which is our camera system. Uh, all their weapons, they have like their own little eyes in some sense, and they all look in that direction. And so eventually, you know, someone had one of these selected and flew close enough so that uh, as they look at their FLIR system, their camera, they could see something that was at the spot represented on the radar, right? So there was something there. So they were seeing it visually with their own eyes? Not at this point, just on the, the FLIR system. The FLIR system. And so that's a, it's a regular camera and also an infrared camera. And so... Typically, we'll roll around in infrared just because it returns a better image, uh, typically. So, so yeah, you know, it didn't look like an object they were seeing on the FLIR. It just looked like a source of IR energy, in a sense, almost as if someone was shining a flashlight. But something had to be there to be reflecting that energy or creating it. So at this point, to answer your question, now we're like, okay, this isn't just an error in our radar. This is perhaps, you know, we're thinking this is real. We have to really respect this as, like, a safety hazard now. Um, even if it's just a, a small, you know, I, I, you know, however small ribbon of tinfoil, right? Like that sucked down the engine can still take out an aircraft, right? So we have to mm. be very respectful of that. Like a mylar balloon type thing? Potentially, right, yeah. yeah. But uh, how fast are these things going? So sometimes stationary, right? Um, sometimes they would be going around 0.6 to 0.8 Mach, which is at altitude about you know, 240 to maybe 330 knots, you know, around there. So somewhere in the range of an, an airplane. Yeah, in a, a fighter aircraft would be kind of flying around at those airspeeds, except sometimes they would be perfectly stationary as well. Right. So it's not exhibiting any sort of patterns that you've recognized in the past. Uh, no, they have actually. So although but with the stationary, no, right? Correct. With the stationary, no. Uh, with the meandering kind of flight path, no. But I would also see them essentially fly what we call a racetrack pattern. Um, and essentially what that means is they fly in a straight path, and then they do like a 180-degree turn in a certain direction, then they fly a straight path, then turn again. Hmm. You know, So that's what we call a racetrack pattern as opposed to a circular holding pattern. Um, we did witness racetrack patterns. Um, in fact, I think there's been some cases off the West Coast just past couple of weeks where people have also been observing uh, objects flying in racetrack patterns high at altitude with lights 
Um, so I do recognize that behavior, but I don't necessarily that mean I don't necessarily think that means we have to attribute it to normal behavior necessarily. Um, that type of flight path is important because it's a very efficient way to fly. Right? If you have to maintain the position in a certain area, you want to minimize how much you're turning. Because anytime you're turning in an aircraft, you're using more energy than if you were just flying straight and level. All right, so we're going to leave it at that. But the reason I share this JRE clip is, uh, once again, the topic of UFO disclosure is going mainstream. The biggest podcaster in the world is interviewing an Air Force pilot who is very plainly revealing the information that they are encountering these unidentified flying phenomena. And uh, what's something I drew from this overall interview with this guy and it, it wasn't necessarily contained in this particular clip, but um, he talked about how they didn't recognize these unidentified flying objects until they upgraded their radar system back in 2013-2014 time frame. And then it was almost undeniable that something that they weren't totally crystal clear on, uh, th they thought that it just might have been some type of energy phenomena, that it turns out that whenever they up their systems to the more modern uh, from the analog that they used to use in terms of radar and all that, that's when uh, these phenomena became visible and traceable and recordable and, of course, eventually led to the disclosure that we're seeing in the past uh, five, six years, uh, especially since 2019 when uh, some of the uh, Air Force and government uh, documents that hid the UFO controversy under a bunch of red tape was finally unveiled to the public at large. Uh, so very interesting. Uh, just wanted to share that. We're going to go to this next video uh, and we're going to skip through it. it. It shows some recent uh, footage um, of UFOs. So just want to see what's uh, kind of coming out recently in terms of this topic. It's very interesting. This video, you can give me all of your thoughts below as always, but I'd like to start off with the most mysterious, which depicts what occurred on a Thursday night on October 13th, 2022, where this incredibly eerie, creepy, and uh, overall mind-boggling UFO passed above Raytown, Missouri. And by the way, look at that, that Missouri is having a UFO flap, as if you remember in my most recent video, I featured footage of hundreds of high schoolers witnessing a mysterious UFO during a football game and footage. Again, over Missouri, already causing a firestorm of controversy, especially on Reddit, which is one of the places where it was posted, and as usual, has left viewers with more questions than answers. And as you're seeing here, we have this doorbell security Xfinity camera that catches what looks to be this sort of ghost-like, semi-transparent, extraterrestrial-looking mothership, let's just be honest, silently gliding over and above a desolate street in the middle of the night before vanishing behind some trees. Very interesting. To note while analyzing this UFO footage. As All you right, guys let's hop to here, his next uh, recording here. I don't know. 
I mean, sometimes I wonder why the footage of uh, UFOs in this day and age when we have like 4K cameras with us everywhere, it always seems to be kind of grainy and stuff. And, and I will say that first video definitely was pretty intriguing. And then this video, uh, I mean, if it's credible, then that, that looked like a straight up flyby. Um, but let's keep looking here a little bit as he breaks it down. Slow. Man. Right over okay, your head. Guys, so, you know, not much information on this, you know, and that's, again, you know, pretty... The guy says, hey, I recorded what looked to be some sort of stationary object, a UFO of a decent size sitting in the sky. Here's right another video of the moon. So this is nighttime cell phone video, and it happens quickly. What appears to be a large solid object can be seen uh, illuminated. But if not that, I guess you could say is revealed by the moon as it passes and the Earth rotates or as the UFO passes by. Okay, we'll do some analysis here. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, uh, this could maybe, you know, probably just be a cloud or something like that. And it very well may be a cloud, but it looks really solid to be a cloud. And it looks like a singular object as opposed to all of the long groupings of clouds in the foreground and in the distance. You know, this sort of looks like a lone object, a reminiscence of the UFO. And it's holding its box shape too. That previous video was interesting, something going in front of the moon. This is looks like some kind of cloud formation. I mean, it's just, it's just stay in a box. Like it's a, I don't know, man. That is weird. Especially with the way the wind's whipping right now. It should be shredding it all to pieces. Like it's been shredding all these other clouds. That thing is just staying structured. So could that be what we're seeing here? You know, and UFOs, without a doubt, have been caught in video footage moving within cloud cover in order to hide themselves, you know, is my guess, which I, again, I've seen countless times. So what are your thoughts on this after seeing the enhanced? Reminds me of the, uh, uh, the recent, uh, Jordan Peele movie, Nope, which, uh, you know, shows this UFO scenario of this kind of almost, almost like a creature UFO that hid in clouds, um, but yeah, there's been a lot of activity out here in Missouri. I know I saw some crazy stuff in the sky since we've been out here, uh, in Southern Missouri at Sukkot, saw some crazy shooting stars. A lot of friends saw a trail of helicopters flying in the very middle of the night, like two or 3 AM, uh, like a grouping of military craft and as they were watching them, the the star the stars just started falling all around, like like shooting star, like four or five shooting stars, all around this grouping of military craft. And you know maybe it's just that whenever you have uh, vehicles uh, that are in the sky and you're paying attention to that area of the sky, you're more likely to see the shooting stars that are already happening. But uh, it was just interesting uh, coincidence, very strange in the evening. Uh, those who saw it, and, and I know I've seen some, uh, the Starlink just recently since I've been out here in Missouri, uh, go across the night sky. So a lot of interesting things happening in the heavens. Uh, so I just wanted to keep you guys in the know that UFO disclosure is going more and more mainstream. There's more and more, uh, people talking about it, interested in, you know, what are these objects? Uh, could this be setting up for a, uh, a type of a great deception um, or a alien second coming or whatever where they show up. And, uh, and of course, we already know how much we can't trust the news. 
uh, as it is. And so if it becomes a mainstream topic and there's a particular slant on the coverage, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever happens, it's just interesting to me. And, uh, I love the UFO talk topic and let's go ahead and move on to our next discussion here. Uh, we have a video here from project Veritas, I believe, and it's about journalists being raided. And then we're going to beeline from this into another interesting interview on, uh, the JRE podcast about how, uh, they still haven't found out who was going to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. And yet we have stories like this. Check it out. I was driving through Texas and I found this on the side of the road, which is a perfect allegory for the state of American government and the media, which is supposed to be covering them. Rolling Stone is reporting today the FBI has raided a prolific ABC News producer who was working on a book about Joe Biden's much maligned Afghanistan withdrawal. Who wants to tell Rolling Stone this is not the first time the Biden administration, the executive branch of government, and the FBI have raided a journalist? The FBI raided myself and Project Veritas reporters for looking into allegations about Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley, and her diary. Now, the government has sealed the files in Emmy award-winning ABC News producer Meek's case. They did the same thing to us. The Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press and the ACLU are involved in trying to figure out what the probable cause was that allowed the magistrate judge to sign the warrant. We want the affidavits unsealed. The government opposes that. But in a free society where journalists are raided by the FBI, society has an interest in knowing what is the affidavit, what is the basis that allows the government to come into your home and to take your journalistic files. This is an actual example of democracy being under attack and it must end. Everyone needs to stand together on this and that includes you media. Yeah, very interesting. Of course, it makes me interested at how the FBI is being politicized in kind of their investigations into journalists or people that are looking into Biden or Clinton or whoever. Uh, and it kind of looks to me like the people in power are able to move these uh, FBI forces to kind of nerf somebody who might expose their political leanings or corruption. And yet these same forces are not being used for the good of exposing uh, topics like this. So we're going to check this clip out. Yeah. I mean, look at this Ghislaine Maxwell thing. Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell, this, I've said this before, I'll say it again. She's the only person ever to be tried and arrested and put in jail for sex trafficking to no one. There's no list. Where's the list of the people that she sex trafficked to? Well, the problem is we know that they're heads of state, billionaires, wealthy people, famous people. King's where, brother. Where, yeah, King's brother. Where's this list? Where's the list of people? The, the list is non-existent. So you're trying her and convicting her for a crime where if you're if you're sex trafficking that means you're trafficking to someone and if that someone is an american citizen or a british citizen that that is an illegal act so who are these people that have committed this illegal act because they're responsible as well right so who are these people and how is there no 
well, discussion of this. Well, there's no discussion because Jeffrey Watsey's face hung himself in his prison cell. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> insanely bizarre, right? That one. That's insane. Oh, the cameras just happen to not work. How convenient. Yeah. There's ligature marks around his neck and a fractured neck bone. No worries. Yeah. That's what happens when you hang yourself. We were having a cup of coffee. Yeah. Or whatever it was. I I confess I don't know a huge amount about the Jeffrey Epstein affair or I know too much, unfortunately. I've read too it's a very disturbing thing. But the most disturbing thing is that there's no list. Like this is that that's a real crime. Right? Well, isn't the story the anecdotal the anecdote is isn't isn't it that um isn't it, Andrew's supposed to have given somebody 12 million quid to go away. Yeah. And to get off the list. Supposedly. It's hard to know whether or not that's true. But for sure, there's money's been exchanged. Influence has been exchanged. So maybe people are just, they're not throwing any bones. Right. Like, you know, there, there has to be a large group of people that were involved in this. And there's none that are being exposed, yeah. which is quite fascinating. Because I guess if you did get exposed, if someone said, hey, you know, blah, 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 head of this bank, we have evidence that you were having sex with underage girls, that person could say, okay, what about Bill Clinton? What about this guy? What about that guy? He was there too. And then the house of cards comes down. So Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Hard to imagine. Not just Bill Gates, but Bill Gates after Jeffrey Epstein had been arrested and convicted for statutory rape. Mm. Right? I mean, he, he'd already, he had that very light slap on the wrist. Yeah, did, did he? I, as I yeah, say, that was I don't the first really arrest. There was this. a first arrest, and then it, he was convicted, and he got this very light sentence. And then uh, there, I believe there was a journalist, I, I forget who the journalist was, but one journalist who kind of tracked this down and hounded this story until it became exposed publicly. And then, then he got rearrested. And then he got arrested and tried for other crimes. And then once he was in jail, that's when they, you know, suicided him. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this big mystery still continuing on. And yet the FBI is being used politically to track down any dissidents who disagree with the uh, corruption in the current administration uh, or journalists who are looking into Joe Biden or whatever. Uh, you know, they're raiding former President Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago, and yet they still haven't found out who participated in the atrocities on Epstein Island. It's just mind-boggling, and um, it really makes me question how the investigatory powers of the FBI are being used, uh, because they definitely seem to be politicized, and if the politicians or the upper echelon that's kind of egging on particular areas of pursuit uh, are pushing away from an investigation into the Epstein topic. Could they be the ones that were culpable? Could they be the ones that were going to the island that they just uh, are saying, hey, no, you know, Grizzly and Maxwell is already going to prison for trafficking to nobody. Uh, so we're not going to look into it because case solved, right? And it's just very suspicious. Uh, now we're going to talk about former New York City Department of Education LGBTQ program manager who was told to lie about the competitive advantage of trans athletes. So let's check out this 
interesting expose clip. Internal DOE. So this is the former LGBTQ manager of the DOE, Department of Education. I wanted to ask you this. Because I know this is a controversial topic. Trans athletes. What's your opinion on that? I, I, need, I want to know what you think. Because I'm conflicted. Part of me says... You're not FBI, right? I can tell you this. No, I'm not FBI. No. Internal DOE? No, no. Okay, so I'm doing, I'm writing, I told you this last time, I'm writing this shit right now, and I don't agree with a lot of the stuff. I do, like, the thing is, they want me to say that there's no competitive advantage to being a trans athlete. Yeah. There is a competitive yeah. advantage. So, just repeating that, they want him to say there is no competitive advantage, and yet he's... Uh, in charge of writing the legislation or whatever his role was in the DOE um, as a program manager. Uh, crazy. Trans women kick ass in sports because they're built differently. Like, you can't deny that. And we have to, like, we... You'd have to kind of be like, let, let those trans let those trans athletes kick, the, kick those girls' asses, basically, right? Yeah, and that's, what, that's, what, that's what it says now. That's what, it, that's what it's written as. It's going out. It's going public. It's either they're going to dominate playing for the sport that they identify people, or they're going to be uncomfortable and not feel safe with the, with the old gender that they used to identify as, or that they're born, born as. So, <laughs> so you're not for it? Like, not yet. I'm, Wow. All right. So, uh, an interesting little clip there of somebody who is in the Department of Education system being told to cover up the fact that an agenda to push the, the trans whatever on the schooling systems in New York City. Uh, it, it, it's just what a a mess is what it is, but you can see that there's a greater conspiracy coming down the chute. We see these agendas being pushed forward in our education system because uh, the minority group of this particular sexual persuasion and identity, trans identity persuasion uh, is being so mixed into our cultural and educational programs uh, is because they're trying to swing more people over to their way of thinking um, because if you don't agree then you're a bigot all right so now we're going to talk a little bit about how there is still a war on food going on here's a, a post technocrat and foreign adversaries are buying up our farmland and taking it out of production food plant fires are happening left and right and food prices are an, at an all-time high while the quality of that food is at an all-time low, there is a war being waged on food security. And this goes into how farmable land will possibly be cut in half by 2050, and corporations, technocratic billionaires, and foreign adversaries know this. They're buying the farmland hand over fist while food prices skyrocket. And do you see what's happening here? And uh, the comment underneath this uh this post was invest in land as soon as possible. 
Because truly wealth is not found in our paper money. It's not found in digital money. It's found in our tangible possessions. And if you have a possession that you can grow food from and you can sustain your family's health and life, then you don't have to be as dependent to the beast system uh, as it starts to collapse. Now we're going to go into the controversial censorship full topic of the, the big V word, right? And there's an interesting video that we're going to kick this off with uh, that Russell Brand put out about how Pfizer is recruiting Marvel to help push their uh, V ideology on the general populace, brainwashing everybody as if we now have to trust Marvel superheroes to convince us to go and take something that uh, is one of the biggest experiments of mankind. But of course, many people are convinced. But now that it has moved from the uh, government contract funding and they were not able to up their government contract in the future, they're going on to the more private funding sectors, which now opens them up for uh, the ability to advertise and campaign. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, a lot of different angles of this because there's a new movie that came out, the real Anthony Fauci film. Uh, that's worth checking out. We'll watch the trailer for that. Uh, how there's a CDC panel that is voting to add uh, these uh, experiments to the child V schedule um, and another vote to remove Pfizer and Moderna's uh, liability uh, from V injury, right? And so let's go ahead and check out this video. Uh, he actually got some some bans or some strikes on his account for being so vocal. So uh, I think it's a positive that at least one mainstream-ish figure is talking about this topic. Um, so Good let's news, check this everyone. out. Pfizer booster shots are now available on the open market. We can buy them when we want, how we want, and the Avengers are endorsing them. I know which Avenger will enjoy them most. Tony Stark, especially with his art condition. Hello there, you six million awakening wonders. Thanks for joining me on this voyage towards truth, a truth that is inborn and within us, and we will ultimately find when we let go of our egos. Complicated stuff. If you don't subscribe yet, subscribe right now and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss a single video if the algorithm turns against us. Remember, we stream every single day on Rumble at these times where we are completely uncensored and we can say things that we can't say on this channel and speak to people that would frankly be banned here. Now, Pfizer have enlisted the help of the Avengers to ensure you get more booster shots. Less than 4% of eligible people have got updated COVID booster shots and only 2% of parents of children under five took the But if you think that has any connection to Pfizer partnering with Marvel, you're a conspiracy theorist and quite frankly, worse than Thanos. So them teaming up with the Avengers and little cartoon people and getting Elmo off Sesame Street. Oh, you think that's for marketing? There was a little pinch. Those Avengers were a treat for your birthday party. That would be a good treat for your birthday party, ironically. Okay, let's see if we can understand this thing. Just like how the Avengers have repeatedly kept the world safe from Ultron, people need to protect themselves by updating their COVID-19 with the latest booster. That's the message Pfizer and BioNTech are trying to get across in a new custom comic book partnered with Marvel. Why is this happening? What's the point of it? Either you need that booster or you don't. Why do we have to drag Captain America into this nightmare? 
isn't Incredible Hulk fragile enough as it is without this problem? Aren't we concerned about Tony Stark's heart condition? Shouldn't we being a bit more careful with these Avengers? What are we trying to avenge? Stock prices falling? We are proud to work with Marvel, which is so firmly entrenched in global culture. Oh God, that makes me feel sick, that sentence. And entertainment to help remind people of the actions they can each take to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Similarly, how the Avengers protect their community. Note the difference. You protect yourself. What, did you think that you were protecting someone else? Did you get that idea from somewhere? The Avengers, though, they protect their community, like they protect their nan. Hey, if you really love your nan, you'd get an Avenger, wouldn't you? That's all, though. That's all. You'd get an Iron Man to protect and make sure Iron Man's heart's okay. <laughs> the new comic titled Everyday Heroes represents Pfizer flexing its marketing muscle. COVID slated to switch to the private commercial market after the US government failed to secure additional funding from Congress. Because I guess they didn't think it was worth paying any more money. As Pfizer CEO Albert Baller has said, Pfizer can be even more competitive and its commercial skills are even better suited in an open market than a government contracting model. Oh, well perhaps you'll give us the money back then. The project also comes amid a reportedly slow start to the Omicron booster rollout in both the US and Europe. Oh. Enter the comic book featuring some of Marvel's most popular and powerful superheroes. The story happens as Ultron, which is used to represent COVID, has come back again all evolved, just like how coronavirus has developed into new variants. As the superheroes fight Ultron a few blocks away, a grandpa and his family are waiting to get their COVID at the clinic. This is actual propaganda. The old man describes to his grandkid how the Avengers relied on new technologies to fight Ultron the first time. As the villain keeps changing and coming back with a new power, the Avengers keep adapting and re-strategizing to beat him. The grandpa says in a clear reference to how COVID are updated. I mean, for example, the Hulk learned his powers on five mice, not six mice. He would practice punching those little mice. And if five or six mice died, Hulk would say, well, that's a pretty good power we've got ourselves there. And that bejeweled glove. Each one of those jewels of Thanos' glove represents a mouse that got a booster shot. In this round of the battle, Iron Man arrives with an ionized energy cannon and Ultron flees the scene, a news anchor reports. The plot leaves the door open to potential follow-up chapters. I'd be interested to see the addition where Tony Stark, with his heart condition, gets a COVID it's later revealed that the grandpa used to work at a company that helps clean up the messes after superhero fight. Even in the comic book, there's a revolving door of corporate conspiracy. Actually, before this, I used to work at J.P. Morgan. Then I worked for a while as a lobbyist in Washington. Grandpa, I'm starting to go off you. Shut up, kid. It's the way the system works. That's how I know we can fight back against even tough, ever-evolving enemies. If you're willing to adapt, fight back, and take steps to help protect yourself, the grandpa says. A disgusting message. In the next frame, the father adds, that's exactly what we're doing today. With a Pfizer poster hanging on the wall in the background. Oh, Stanley, come on, baby. The story ends with what appears to be a ceremonial scene featuring the Avengers on stage and the family off stage, all wearing bandages on their arms, indicating they've received a What makes them everyday heroes, one page reads. They know what to do to help defend against COVID-19. Stay up to date with the latest recommended booster for you and be an everyday hero of Banner States, accompanied by a scannable QR code containing COVID information from Pfizer. Wow, scannable QR codes and indoctrination for the youth. Uh, man, the, the world is getting crazy. And now they're moving into the public sector. They've moved past the government contract. 
Now they're trying to just pitch this to anyone and everyone that will buy their advertising campaign. And this goes into uh, several interesting things that we're going to discuss. Here's a brief trailer of a new movie that is definitely worth checking out. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci Movie. And you can go to it at therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. And we're going to watch this trailer. It's uh, pretty compelling uh, because this is the guy who really you know, helped usher this forth. And so there was a lot of trust given to Anthony Fauci, a lot of his recommendations uh, from the CDC. Uh, and so let's check this out. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Science has an air of authority. So people who want to push back on authority, push back on science. Science is about constant skepticism, constant questioning. And you didn't see any of that. You saw a narrative. In a 20-month period, they obliterated all the Bill of Rights, the United States Constitution, with no objection in the American press. Normalcy only returns when we've largely the entire global population. If the FDA says it's okay to take the are you going to take it? I'm going to look at the data upon which the FDA makes that decision. They pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their product. The CDC continues to recommend that people who have been previously infected get their COVID-19 CDC study suggests getting the will offer you much stronger immunity to COVID than natural immunity. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best is to get infected yourself. I've already had COVID. I'm protected. And now the study says maybe even more protected than the alone. Should they also get the I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. People who have already had the virus be recommended to get the as well. The answer is yes. Over 11,000 pages were released. The first bombshell in the document is that natural immunity works and Pfizer knows it. And there were no hospitalizations or deaths in the individuals who were But you now have three highly efficacious there's no doubt about that. And there have been no hospitalizations or deaths in multiple countries. Another revelation from the documents was that adverse reactions were more frequent and more severe. It interestingly states some facts that have been labeled by the mainstream media as being misinformation. The consent form lists several possible side effects, including myocarditis. New study describes how 23 service members later developed chest pain and sought medical attention. 82,000 per year to 863,000 neurological issues, which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase in one year. And it looks like in the first three months there was 42,000 adverse events reported and 1,223 deaths. A total of 10,262 COVID-19 breakthrough infections had been reported from 46 U.S. states. If you get you are protected. For every one person that saves from COVID, it kills four people 
from fatal cardiac arrest. If I want the population to ultimately accept my digital reality, I have to make sure the cognitive dissonance is so complete that you stop trusting your own brain. And guess what they've done? Exactly that. reason that only one drug has been made available, AZT, because it's the only drug that thus far has been shown in scientifically controlled trials to be safe and effective. Counter narrative that says the people who we think of as casualties of HIV were not actually dying from HIV, but they were dying from a medicine that was supposedly treating HIV, but was actually killing them. You can't take what's normally a decade-long process for developing a product and ensuring its safety and efficacy and compressing it into six to nine months and not cut some corners. That's just absurd. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of virology. The preponderance of evidence now points towards this coming from the lab, and what you've done is change the definition right. on your website to try to cover your ass, basically. Your own agency has rebuked them. We also now know that NIAID, the department associated with the National Institutes of Health, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is in control, had already been conducting experiments with the Wuhan lab in the past in regard to coronavirus. Remdesivir better early on because it's an antiviral. This is the truth and it's based on data. That's what we live by. Data, evidence, truth. Science is about questioning authority. Anybody who says you, I am the science is lying. When Joe Schmo says, I should retire, I should go to jail, I look at that and I go, forget that. And if you're attacking me, you're really attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. Thank History you. will figure that out on its own. So you can check that movie out. I think it's actually free for the time being. Um, if you want to jump over to that website, of course, it's right up here. And uh, yeah, what a preponderance of evidence against the indoctrination that has been levied upon mankind over the past two years. And this guy was the spearhead of it and um, worth checking out this documentary. Now let's go on to... Uh, this interesting uh, article, as of Thursday, October 20th, a CDC panel votes 15 to 0 to add CV shots to the V schedule for children. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, you just saw that trailer. It covered a lot of topics regarding the adverse effects and the cover-up thereof of this um, experiment. But... Um, the decision leaves millions of parents worried due to the reports of rising injuries and deaths caused by 
the V. And in addition, the CDC is set to decide on whether Pfizer and Moderna should be permanently shielded from injury liability related to the V. And so this goes into uh, a couple little pictures I have for us here. Um, this is what it was talking about. The CDC will vote Thursday to permanently shield Pfizer and Moderna from COVID-related V injury liability. Uh, guys, there is a series of choices being made by these people who directly financially benefit from the decisions. And uh, there's been a massive media cover-up. There's been a massive blunder by the U.S. government and those who are part of the Congress funding this atrocity, pushing mandates through in terms of local political decisions, of enforcing mandates, getting people scared. And now they're basically removing liability uh, for recourse for people that actually fell for the trick and want to get reimbursed for the damage it's caused to their life. But guess what? Are they going to be permanently shielded? I guess we'll see. But the vote's going through in a short manner of time. It, uh, it, it reminds me of the double-down effect that we've mentioned, of course. Uh, here's a guy named Doug Brignall, who was a bodybuilder. And here's a post he made. I have enough confidence in V based on my research to get it done. Those of you who think the V kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you are right. If I don't die and have no ill effects, you were wrong and should admit it, at least to yourselves. Better yet, you should admit that you were misled and tell the world who misled you so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers. Now, this is the same mindset that calls people like me and anybody who speaks out against this uh, indoctrination and propaganda from the big pharma companies. Uh, this is exactly how they respond. This is how family members that I have respond and went ahead with the, the big experiment, right? And, of course, here's the next article, Bodybuilder Fitness author Doug Brignall passes away at 63 years old. This guy was in shape. And guess what? The results are in. I guess he was the test. And tragic as it is, uh, he failed the test of whether it was safe. And many, many people are not speaking up about the adverse effects because uh, they, they just want to stay normal. They want to keep their life as it was. And even if they're having issues, pains in their chest, if they're having any any kind of inflammation or reaction, uh, the amount of reported adverse effects is so minuscule compared to the number that is actually, you know, going on. And um, this is what we have to keep in mind is that, uh, you know, the push for mandating this in a lot of workplaces, in the military, in the medical industry. Um, what happens when something like this comes onto the, the world stage? Experts worry lab-created COVID-19 strain will, with 80% kill rate, may cause another pandemic. Uh, can you imagine how draconian mandates or uh, military enforcement of taking one of these Vs would be if there was an 80% kill rate bug going on out there and the question is is uh i mean is this just the precursor to whatever's coming next and are you willing to stand up for your beliefs if it's under threat of of 
imprisonment or the gun pointed at your head unless you participate in this medical experiment. And we've covered in previous episodes how with the mRNA technology, there's interesting patent laws that revolve around a DNA sequence that is uh, ownable, right? And if so, if you put their technology in your body, are you could you consider yourself property of you know whoever changed your DNA because now you are not pure undefiled Yah created being with untainted DNA. You now have patented owned DNA in your body. So, um, you know, I know we're going a lot, I'm going down a lot of rambly rabbit trails here, but, um, it's just so alarming. And and so here's a, just to snap us out of the, uh, kind of the fear mongering state. Here's a funny video for us. Woo! All right. So I'm on my 14 total. Oh, man. And I'm going to tell you, this is this is the best part. Now that I've got my 14th in me, when I feel LED lights, I get tinglings in my brain and I'm starting to pick up on other people's thought patterns. And I'm starting to actually hear and feel the internet. It depends which LED light bulbs I go by, but <laughs> man, I can feel the internet in my head oh man so i know exactly where this is going so i just need to get a few more i bet you by the time i get to 20 i'm gonna be like fully surfing the interwebs and this is probably wait 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 till starlink really kicks in oh man this is gonna be fantastic (laughs) oh man i can't wait nobody knows but you can just keep going and getting them and it's fantastic just do it ladies and gentlemen and then we're all gonna begin communicating with each other <laughs> oh man uh I, I a little over the top but i, I just got a kick out of the uh, i guess the enthusiasm because really people are actually doing this the, n- there's no limit on how many you can go and get and they even asked uh, Dr. Fauci and and several others. So is the is it harmful to go and mix and match and get multiple? And, and they're like, well, I guess it could just help your immunity, right? And it's just nonsense. This is not science. This is not uh, empirical, testable. This is just throwing a dart into the dark and hoping that you don't die. <laughs> and it's just crazy. Um, in uh, in terms of uh, uh, <laughs> some other interesting medical news, uh, I wanted to share this meme here. It's been uh, the the this was posted here on October thirteenth. I've been tracking fentanyl poisoning for the last six weeks, and the last forty two days, six thousand four hundred sixty eight Americans died from fentanyl poisoning. That's the equivalent of one thousand six hundred seventeen mass shootings. For context, 7,000 U.S. soldiers died in Iraq and Afghanistan. So that's really interesting, these numbers coming back on fentanyl poisoning. I know it's being cut uh, into a lot of other drug bases like uh, heroin and cocaine. You don't really know what you're getting when people are getting these drugs off the street and fentanyl is so potent and powerful that they're cutting it in so that they can make uh, money because fentanyl is very cheap to get a large amount. That could pretty much kill thousands of people like the size of, you know, like a a dime of fentanyl could just like overdose a ton of people. Um, But 
that's just all the medical news for us today. I'm going to have to censor a ton of the V stuff. Uh, but that leads us into our next article, and that is these billionaire preppers are planning for the apocalypse. Here's why. So I wanted to read this article for you guys. It says this. When Douglas Rushkoff was invited to speak to a group of mega-rich elite at the private desert resort, he thought he'd come fully prepared. He was wrong. Rushkov, an author, theorist, and professor at the City University of New York, had been asked to present an address on the future of technology. For his services, Rushkov was offered an exorbitant fee, about a third of his annual professor's salary, along with flights and a three-hour limo ride to the mystery location. When I arrived, instead of bringing me out onto a stage, they brought these five guys into this green room where I was getting ready, and they said, this is it. He tells ABC's RN's The Drawing Room. The small group was from the upper echelon of the tech investing and hedge fund world. At least two were billionaires. Initially, Rushkoff was, pre was peppered with a few innocuous questions. They asked me all the typical questions that tech investors asked, like, what's better, Bitcoin or Ethereum or virtual reality or augmented reality, he says. But then the real conversation started. It became clear why Rushkoff had been summoned, summoned to the desert. How do I maintain authority over my security force after the event? One of the men asked. Should we be going to New Zealand or Alaska, right? Rushkoff says the event is a euphemism for the end of society, which could be environmental collapse, social unrest, nuclear explosion, solar storm, unstoppable virus, as we've been covering, or malicious computer hack that takes everything down. These five men were mega-rich preppers convinced that society could collapse at any moment and were keen to get Rushkov's opinion on how to survive and thrive. One asked which was the better location for a doomsday bunker, New Zealand or Alaska. Others already had their bunkers ready and security guards on standby. More questions came about these guards, like how would you pay them once crypto was worthless? What would stop them from eventually choosing their own leader? Perhaps robot guards would be better? Oh, man. For most of the hour, it was all Walking Dead scenarios, Rushkoff says, referring to the zombie apocalypse media franchise. But Rushkoff couldn't really help. Yes, he's an expert in human autonomy in a digital age, but reckons he's much more of a Marxist media theorist than a futurist. As the awkward meeting went on, the professor came to one big conclusion about the wealthiest, most powerful people I've ever been with. I started to see them as kind of pathetic, he says. Rushkoff's strange desert meeting got him thinking about why some of the most privileged people in the world are expecting everything to come crashing down. He wrote about the experience for Medium, then followed it up with a new book, Survival of the Richest, Escape Fantasies of the Tech Billionaires. Turns out the five men that Rushkoff spoke with are not alone in planning this dramatic escape. There's the PayPal co-founder, Trump-supporting libertarian Peter Thiel, who's one of several billionaires that has obtained New Zealand citizenship and bought remote plots of land there. In August, Thiel's plans were stimmied when New Zealand's Queenstown Lakes District Council rejected his plans to build a bunker-like lodge. Wow, look at that bunker place. Very futuristic. Then there's the seasteaders who are convinced that building structures far out in international waters is the best out from the rest of humanity. As Rushkoff writes in his new book, in the Minecraft meets Waterworld future envisioned by aquapreneurs, 
<laughs> wealthy people are to live in independent, free, floating city-states. Seasteading Institute, co-founded by Patrick Friedman, grandson of free market economist Milton Friedman, aims to build startup communities that float on the ocean with any measure of political autonomy. One company called Vivos has tapped into this mega-rich doomsday anxiety selling luxury underwater, underground apartments in converted Cold War-era facilities. Think a formal, former missile silo, now complete with pool and movie theater. And Rushoff says that the idea isn't limited to physical structures. He points out how Jeff Bezos wants to go to space and Mark Zuckerberg has his virtual metaverse, which he calls other variations of escape hatches from the rest of us. Ray Kurzweil, one of the chief scientists at Google, his main objective is to build a computer that can house his brain. Oh, wow. Above everybody else, rather than focus just on the quirks of the tech billionaires and their doomsday plans, Rushkoff is much more interested in the outlook and systems that led these people to such far-fetched ideas. In his writings, he came up with the term, the Silicon Valley escapism, the mindset. And uh, I believe a lot of these people who have the mindset are privy to the fact that uh, the Georgia Guidestones agenda is alive and well in the upper echelons of the security councils and the UN uh, backroom meetings and the Bilderberger groups and all these people that look at mankind as a plague to earth, right? And so they would love to live out their fantasies because they have the money and the funds to start all again, right? And so I just wanted to read this article about how this guy met with a couple of these millionaire, billionaire types that are all preparing for world collapse. And uh, we see a lot of things happening in the news today that would indicate uh, the coming event, right, as the article described, is, uh, is soon approaching or, or quickly approaching and, and that the world order, as we have known it the past 20, 30, 50 years, is changing as uh, World War III talks go about as the digital currency age and the wars that come whenever there's a fight over monetary you know, supremacy, uh, these all things contribute to societal breakdown and collapse, not to mention the degraded morals of a society very quickly uh, often are followed by the collapse of that society when they totally reject traditional moral values, you know, not to mention biblical moral values, which is what we're doing here in the Western world. Um, so just wanted to share that quick story. Wow, Jake, that was great. Thank you for your current news. I greatly appreciate it. And now I think it's time for an all new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er Welcome to another episode of Opa's Corner. So, let's get started. Five surgeons were talking about the best patients. The first surgeon says, accountants are the best to operate on, because when you open them up, Everything on the inside is numbered. The second surgeon says, Nah, 
Librarians are the best. Everything inside them is in alphabetical order. <laughs> the third surgeon responds, Try electricians, man. Everything inside them is color-coded. The fourth surgeon intercedes. I prefer lawyers. They're heartless, spineless, gutless, and their heads and rears are interchangeable. <laughs> to which the fifth surgeon, who had been quietly listening to the conversation, says, I like engineers. They always understand when you have a few parts left over at the end. <laughs> a man was driving along the highway and saw a rabbit hopping across the middle of the road. He swerved to avoid hitting the rabbit, but unfortunately the rabbit jumped in front of the car and was hit. The driver, being a sensitive man as well as an animal lover, pulled over to the side of the road and got out to see what had become of the rabbit. Much to his dismay, the rabbit was dead. The driver felt so awful, he began to cry. A woman driving down the highway saw the man crying on the side of the road and pulled over. She stepped out of her car and asked the man what was wrong. I feel terrible, he explained. I accidentally hit this rabbit and killed it. The woman told the man not to worry. She knew what to do. She went to her car trunk and pulled out a spray can and walked over to the limp, dead rabbit and sprayed the contents of the can onto the rabbit. Miraculously, the rabbit came to life, jumped up, waved its paw at the two humans, and hopped down the road. <laughs> Fifty feet away, the rabbit stopped, turned around, waved, and hopped down the road another 50 feet, turned, waved, and hopped down another 50 feet. The man was astonished. He couldn't figure out what substance could be in the woman's spray can. He ran over to the woman and demanded, What is in your spray can? What did you spray on that rabbit? The woman turned the can around so that the man could read the label. It said, Hairspray restores life to dead hair. Adds <laughs> permanent wave. <laughs> The local charity office realized that it had never received a donation from the town's most successful lawyer. The volunteer in charge of contributions called him to persuade him to contribute. Our research shows that out of a yearly income of more than $600,000, you haven't given a penny to charity. Wouldn't you like to give back to the community in some way? The lawyer mulled us over for a moment and replied, First, did your research show that my mother is dying after a long illness, has medical bills that are several times her annual income? Embarrassed, the charity rep mumbled, Uh, uh no. Second, that my brother is a disabled veteran 
is blind and confined to a wheelchair? The stricken rep began to stammer out an apology, but was put off. Third, that my sister's husband died in a traffic accident? The lawyer's voice rising in indignation. Leaving her penniless with three children? The humiliated charity rep, completely beaten, simply said, I had no idea. On a roll, the lawyer cut him off once again. And I don't give any money to them, so why should I give any to you? <laughs> and now for the funnies. Arriving in 40 years? That can't be right. <laughs> oh, sure. This is just like you, Glenn. Getting raptured right in the middle of a big traffic jam. <laughs> Although history has long forgotten them, Lambini and Sons are generally credited with the Sistine Chapel floor. <laughs> well, you know what they say, when God closes one door, he opens another. But I didn't close the... <sighs> For crying out loud, it's pull, not push. <laughs> Jerry's Pizza, we deliver anywhere. First of all, this is going straight back, and I'll just have a little chat with whoever placed this order. <laughs> oh man, the coffee's cold. They thought of everything. We split ways here. Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Stairway <laughs> to heaven, highway to hell. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, musician, songwriter, typical male. You must not have searched too hard. It's been right here in front of your face the whole time. <laughs> Circa 1985, Jean Bon Jovi's career hits a turning point. Unemployment office. Tommy used to work on the docks. Union's been on strike. He's down on his luck. It's tough. So tough. <laughs> hmm. Early infomercials. When cook with twig skillet. Do this happen you? Well, <laughs> try new non-stick pan. <laughs> 
Zorg dupes the entire tribe in an incident later known as Firegate. <laughs> Dad, fidget spinners are so over. <laughs> Though technically still a prince, his charming mystique soon waned. Hey, babe, pull my finger. <laughs> In 12th century Pisa, Italy, the construction firm of Morelli and Sons whose members were all afflicted with a genetic disorder in which the left leg was considerably shorter than the right, began work on a new tower. <laughs> what can I get you, hun? Space is curved and time is relative? Yeah, okay. I'm calling you a cab right now, buddy. <laughs> How are you even alive? <laughs> Kermit, you broke here. So, when old MacDonald turned his back, I took that axe, and with a whack-whack here and a whack-whack there, I finished him off. <laughs> I'm launching a new anti-social network. Get out of my Facebook. <laughs> Wish there was one. Oh no, he's in trouble! Oh no, I don't know how to operate the can opener. <laughs> Notice all the computations, theoretical scribblings, and lab equipment, Norm? Yes, curiosity kill these cats. Oh. Canine motivational speakers. Who's a good boy, huh? Who's a good boy? I'm a good boy. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're fired, Jack. The lab results just came back and you tested positive for coke. <laughs> The Spinach Inquisition. What's your nutritional value? How do you know Popeye? What's the capital of Montana? <laughs> okay, stranger. 
What's the circumference of the Earth? Who wrote the Odyssey and the Iliad? What's the average rainfall of the Amazon Basin? Bart, you fool, you can't shoot and ask questions later. <laughs> Oh, so bears really do in the woods. <laughs> Eek Corporation, Wooden Table 206-8, some assembly required. Daryl suspected someone had once again slipped him a trick spoon with the concave side reversed. <laughs> More exhibits. Lunar meteorite. New Guinea Hercules moth. Donald Trump tear. <laughs> Please help. Can only afford basic cable, American cars, and public schools. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Biden. Your electric car needs a battery. That'll be $15,000. Why we see news acres only from the waist up. So far so good. We now have control of a prime source of their information and the foolish earthlings do not suspect a thing. <laughs> now return to your stations. <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> My hood, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken. Hopa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Opa, thanks for another great Opa's Corner as always. So, before we get into history, I want to share this clip with you guys of my dad if you haven't already seen it. Romans 7 through 11 is all about us being grafted into the cultivated olive tree. Ephesians 2 is about us being adopted into the family that is Israel. So when I came off of dispensation theology and came to understand the grafting and adoption process, really as a result of marrying Sheila, because she had a 13-year-old son when we got married and I adopted him into my family and gave him my name. So he was not a Skiba, now he is a Skiba. All of a sudden, Hosea is making perfect sense to me, and where Paul is quoting Hosea in Romans 7 through 11, I'm going, okay, I'm getting it. This is not replacement theology. 
people want to hear what I'm saying and, and accuse me of a replacement. That's not replacement. Jeremiah, my son, was a Garcia. Now he's a Skiba. He didn't replace me. He just like grafted into my family and is now heir to whatever my family has to offer him. And you know, to whatever degree he wants to participate in it, he can pass on the legacy of the Skiba, you know, because that's who he became. He didn't replace me. He became part of my family. I don't know about you guys, but I'm there. I am trembling in awe of Yahuwah and his goodness. But through the actual practical experience that I went through in my life, I have some small understanding of what was going on here. And then a number of years later, Yahuwah restored and brought me my bride. I said, my picker is broken. I'm not picking the next one. <laughs> you, you, you're going to have to pick the next one because I can't pick right. So uh, he did. He, he, he brought me into a full-time ministry. I became a missionary in January of 2004. And a few months later, uh, interesting, August, a new beginning, eight, eighth month, August. <laughs> so that's cool. Man. In the eighth month, there, 2004, uh, he brought the woman that would become my bride-to-be into my life. And she had a 13-year-old son when we got married. And so I adopted him. And he was not a skiba. Now he is a skiba. I get it. Right? I was not a people. Now I am a people. My son didn't change his DNA. He has Garcia DNA going through his blood. But I have given him a new identity. He wears my name on his baseball jersey. He is heir to anything I have to leave for him and anything my family has to offer is his. He is free to participate in every tradition my family has ever started if he so chooses. He can go the route of following his biological father if he wants. But I have given him a new identity that he can choose to accept. I believe that's exactly what's happened with us. And I thank God for the things, because I always said I didn't want kids. I love kids, I actually really love kids, but I know the style of life that I have always had. I'm always on the go, I'm always traveling. And my dad was a nine to fiver. My dad was always there for me. And I, asked, I always said, if I was going to be a dad, I wanted to be the kind of father my father was. But I knew that the type of lifestyle that I have and the, and the ministry that I'm called to, I couldn't be that. But I end up marrying a woman who has a 13-year-old son. So I, I didn't have to do all that diapers and all the, you know, you know. I am now more on the coach side of things and can be the friend side of things and can be that for my son. But, you know, he's 22 now, so he's off and doing his own thing, so I'm still free to travel. So God worked it all out and then taught me a pretty powerful lesson as, as to who I am in him through this, scenario, through this whole situation right here. When you start to look at this from a different angle from what we're being fed in mainstream media, this is a lie. This is a controlled narrative. This is what they want you to believe. And, and the fact that I saw so many Christians just hook, line, and sinker, line up for whatever the media told them to do this last go around. That was terrifying to me. The disciples asked Yeshua, what's it going to be like in the last days? Right? First thing he says is, don't let no man deceive you. But then later, uh, he says that the, that the last days would be like the days of Noah. Now, that begs the question, what differentiates the days of Noah from any other time in human history? Genetic manipulation. You get what I call the Genesis 6 experiment. And that's when 200 watcher class angels, according to the Book of Enoch, landed on Mount Hermon in the days of Jared. And this is Genesis 6, 1 through 4. 
where the sons of God came down as the daughters of men and they had children that became known as the Nephilim who were giant offspring um, of the angels. And it gets so bad, all flesh had become corrupted, that the Creator had only one choice, and that's to wipe out everything and start over again. He did so with Noah, who was found righteous in his generations. The Hebrew word used there is tamim, that's pure in his genetics, like a pure red heifer, same word is, is used there. So uh, I believe that the genetic tampering that was taking place, especially specifically in the last 120 years leading up to the flood, was the reason for the flood. And that's what Genesis 6.12 says, the earth and all flesh had become corrupted. How did it become corrupted? It became corrupted through genetic manipulation. Genetic manipulation, what we now refer to as transhumanism. I want to know what the truth is. You know, I don't care what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody would, you know, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you could respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. You know, because we are living in a sea of lies right now. And right now, the Bible is my only compass in a sea of lies. Now, I just want to share with you guys my thoughts and feelings about what he's saying and what it meant to me. I know that he was so upset with how the fake news had infected the church after they were constantly being fed lies by the mainstream media. He's making connections between his years of research on the genetic manipulation during the times of Noah and connecting it to what is happening with genetic manipulation with the V and how it's affecting us today. Today's humans want to make their own flood, aka the Great Reset. He says, I want to know what the truth is, no matter what the cost. To me, he's saying, it doesn't matter what the outcome of the quest is, but like every great man, he would die seeking and exposing the truth. Not just with this topic, but in every quest. No matter what anyone else thought or how much he might have been belittled for questioning what society's reality says, to me, my dad was a hero. He was an honorable man who lived and died for his quest for truth. And I hope to do the same and would encourage everyone who is watching to let no man deceive you, to do the same and forever stay on the quest for truth, no matter what the cost. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I'm not my dad and I never will be, but continuing his legacy with Skiba News Nation has been my mission to continue his work. And I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying the content that we're creating here on Skiba News Nation. Uh, and for all those who missed our live stream celebrating my dad, or those of y'all who want to watch it again, I made a playlist on the Skiba News Nation YouTube channel where you can watch as many times as you want. So you can find that in the playlist section on our YouTube menu. So now it's time for history. Okay, so last week we talked about Robert Tilton, who was a televangelist who was a wolf in sheep's clothing. This week is about this man right here. His name is Benny Hinn. And Benny Hinn 
is an Israeli Christian televangelist best known for his miracle crusades where he claims to do faith healings. He performs these faith healings of miracles and stadiums all over the world. I've seen him live and when I saw him, I was shocked because so many people believed that they were being healed by him and Benny Hinn being one of the biggest prosperity gospel preachers of all time is just preying on people. So let me give you a little taste of what Benny Hinn is all about. So let's play the first clip. All of you, straight line, straight line, a straight line like that. You don't understand English. Back away a little bit. Uh, I want no compliment on the platform. Get off the platform, gentlemen. Something is going to happen now to prove to the people that he's on the platform. I'm going to walk and stand over there. And the Son of God is going to come and stand right here. I'm going to invite him to come and stand right here. And one by one, you're going to come and he's going to touch you. Back up a little bit. Back up a little bit. And just a little more, because when the presence comes, you won't be able to stand right here. Shh, shh, shh. Nobody clapping, nobody moving. Blessed Redeemer, I give the service to you now. Take it from my hand and show these pastors that I have nothing to do with this. This is your service. Quickly. Aaron, go over there, please. to the side quickly gentlemen you're gonna do move very fast if you have to jump over those those chairs I don't care he will not share the platform with anyone else get off the platform Lisa stay on the platform Ron stay on the platform the ensemble can stay on the platform Aaron go go to go to go to, to, to the side if you can right there now gentlemen I give him the service and you come and lift your hands before him and ask him to touch you as you approach this area right here. this way to the other side come here I'm frozen standing standing here I can hardly contain my body that area in the center is just something glorious happening to these pastors this lady injured herself at work and she came in with this crutch and she has this unit that stimulates her nerves. This unit that stimulates her nerves. Trying to fool her body that it wasn't truly injured. The doctor said, we don't want to do surgery. We'll give you this machine that's going to try to take away the pain. Last night, the power god started moving, shut her system off, totally shut off. Again tonight, she's in service. The power god hit her. The unit shut itself off, and the pain totally left her body. She's she doesn't have any more pain. She can walk around. Look at Move around, sister. Come on, show what you can do. Bam! Yeah! Look at that! Bam! Look, look, look at the young man. Look at the young man there. Look at the young man. That's her son! That's her son! 
This is your mama here. Yeah? Now, one more time, you tell us what was wrong with you. I fractured my pelvic, which they call the sacrum, which is under the tailbone on my job, by a linen cart that we have to push and pull. And we found out that cart weighed 300 pounds. In three months, I've suffered severe pain. And I've heard different testimonies about the same pain. And they've had me on drugs and medication that has altered my thinking and control. He has been there to bathe me and clean me when I couldn't use the bathroom for myself, get on the bedpan. You said the medication affected your thinking. Yes. How? I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. I, my brain is altered of thinking. I get real drowsy, real sleepy, get real happy. Speech is slurred. I want to rest and totally just relax, you know, just... And this thing here? This is to fool my brain. To what? This is to trick my brain to make me think I'm not having any pain <laughs> in my nerve, which is the sciatic nerve. Is it connected to you still? Yes. So how do you unconnect it? I have to unplug it. It's already shut off. Oh, it's, it is. That is totally shut off right now. It shut itself off. It shut itself off. It shut itself off. Now, I'm in severe pain all the time because I have degenerative disc disease, and I've never heard of that machine in my life. Opa, have you ever heard of that machine? No, I haven't. Uh, I, uh, I guess they might have something like that. I know they have some kind of uh, electron, electrodes that you can buy at the drugstore to put on your back or whatever to stimulate it. Nothing given by a doctor. I'm very, very skeptical, extremely skeptical. Well, when, when I, I saw him, him live, I thought to myself, he was a great hypnotist and he was a performer and he was not really killing people. He was, he was a con man using the sleight of hand and the manipulation makes people believe every word he says. And I, I felt as if I was in a stadium that had quickly turned into a cult, less to do with God and all to do with Benny Hinn himself. He was all about himself. So in the second clip is a clip of his nephew, Kosti Hinn, exposing his uncle and tells the world who Benny Hinn truly is. So I hope you enjoy the second clip. Well, um, my uncle is seen as an anointed man of God. And we were told all our life growing up that he's the greatest man of God in our entire generation. Do you believe Jesus died for your healing? Then it's yours. If you're not a giver, you're a loser. Lots of money cars, houses, big stages, big stadiums, big crowds, everything there. And Jesus was kind of like a footnote in it all. God and his word did not govern our behavior. We govern our behavior. God and his word did not put boundaries on us. There was no call to holiness. It was, we do what we want because we are essentially a God unto ourselves. In the name of Jesus, prosperity over your life like you've never had before. 
As a young boy, my father pastored a church in Canada called Vancouver Christian Center. The gospel was gospel plus. You were saved and that's fine, but God wanted you to be healthy, wealthy, and happy, and all of your dreams would come true if you did certain things. If you gave enough money, if you had enough faith, if you said all the right things or declared with your mouth the right things, then God would shower down blessings. In the book of Acts, they sold property and gave it to the church. Prosperity followed. Nothing happens till we give God something to use. So moving through my school years, that's the way God was. It was my normal, and we had immense wealth. Uh, once I got to around third and fourth grade, though, I began to realize that the whole world didn't worship us and think of us like our church did. Agents have been in and out of Benny Hinn's office for hours today. Both the IRS Criminal Investigations Department and the U.S. Postal Inspection Police are here on scene. One man multinational religious conglomerate. Who disputed Hinn's claims that he could provide healing for people who are sick. We're asking for financial information of that organization. From Dateline NBC to CBC, a Canadian broadcasting corporation, they were uncovering false healings, mismanagement of funds, tax accusations, all sorts of things that they were looking into. And as much as I questioned it, we had a really good solution. And it comes straight from the Bible. If you follow Jesus, you're gonna be persecuted. If you follow Jesus, you're gonna suffer sometimes. If you follow Jesus, just like Jesus said, they hated me first, they're gonna hate you too. That was enough rah-rah for me to buy in and think, yeah, we're soldiers. We're just taking bullets for the gospel. Maserati, Range Rover, Rolls-Royce, Bentleys, I mean, all of the above. These are the cars of choice. To see Hermes and Chanel and Gucci and Ferragamo and Louis Vuitton and just, it, this all represents normalcy back then. You could never tell me that I'm not God's anointed if I'm flying on one of those. Because I tell people that if you obey God, have enough faith, give enough money, and do all the right things, that he'll bless you. But yeah, this hotel is on a man-made island and there's the pool in the back of it. We were hanging out there. And then you drive across this bridge and then the royal suite was loaded with gold and the whole hotel is loaded with gold. That was a layover on the way to do ministry and I believe that one was going to India. So on the way to preach to impoverished people, we were you know, dropping some 40 or 50K for a layover. So today, let's give to the Lord's work because we love Him, because we adore Him, because we love His gospel, and the mention of the name of Jesus. Let's do it today. Every gift that you give, I want you just to picture your father saying, that's the best of all. There was one moment in high school where I remember having a lot of questions. A gal in my friendship circles got cancer. I went home, I told my dad, we should go heal her. Why don't we just heal her? And I remember my dad firing back with an explanation that confused me. It was, you know, they don't believe like us. You know, they won't have enough faith anyway. You know, a lot of these people, they, they don't believe like that. They go to dead churches. So I leave that conversation thinking, why not? Why can't we heal? As quickly as those questions came to mind was as quickly as the solutions or the denials would rush in. I was taught in those years, don't touch the Lord's anointed. Do not challenge their teachings. Do not ever publicly disagree. And that's why I would describe our family and our ministry as a hybrid between the royal family and the mafia. The wealth 
and reverence of the royal family, but the fear and gag order of the mafia. You don't say a word against the family. Often people don't realize when you attack man of God, you're going to get sick. Be careful. My brother, my sister, if you raise your voice against the man of God, even if that man of God is wicked, sickness will come on. Even demons will not say some things Christians say against man of God. This is some of the most abusive teaching that you're going to find in the prosperity gospel. It is designed to put fear in people, to make sure they never say anything that goes against the so-called anointed man of God who controls them and exploits them for his own gain. Be careful what you say, it'll come back at you. Touch not the anointed. I'm going to understand, put your hands way up high. Yeah. You got the stadium all full and that would be that section of people all there. That's all by design, all of them. So if he comes down off the platform to show his power and his anointing and he just begins to touch them or he tells them all to join hands and he says, fire on you. Fire! That whole group, like dominoes, they know to fall. And so people are looking going, wow, beautiful music, amazing atmosphere. People are getting saved. In just a few minutes, people are going to get healed. This is a modern day Jesus. This is what he meant by signs and wonders will follow them that believe. This is what he meant by greater works will you do. I mean, this is it. Benny Hinn. Suddenly, in a moment, everything will change. And he'll say, the anointing is strong. Cheryl. Hallelujah. Shh. Nobody moving. Just the choir. Sing it. Hallelujah. And he'll go right into it. Lift your hands. Begin to pray. Jesus is here. And it's right in. And now we're there. And it starts. I want you to place your hand on the place of your body where there is sickness. Believe God for your healing. He died so that you would be healed. There is healing tonight for all who will receive. One liner after one liner people begin to cry. Blindness is being healed. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise. Fibromyalgia is being healed in the back. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. Somebody just came out of a wheelchair. Jesus, we give you praise. And people just start clapping. No one knows where they are. No one knows if it's really real. That goes on for some time. There's more singing and more singing until finally people are just like, wow, they're psychologically primed to do whatever this hypnotist or guy wants them to do. You've created an atmosphere. It's three hours to get to that point. There are paid staff. My dad was one of them. They vet every single person and they only let people up on stage who are a great story. Power of God touched her tonight. She says she's healed in Jesus' name. You don't have to prove it. But if you've got a brace that you ripped off or you've got a wheelchair, you could have rented it. You just bring that up. You go, I couldn't walk for 25 years and now I've been healed. Oh, come on, bring them up. Somebody else says, sir, my son, he, he has cancer. He's got a tumor off his side and, and I just want pastor to pray for it. Well, will Pastor Benny pray for it? Can we tap into that anointing? I just want him to be healed. He's terminal. He's only got six months. Look, the, we only right now are bringing people up to testify. Go back to your seat and keep believing God for your healing. We believe he'll heal you, but go back and receive in faith, and, and, but not right now. They'll turn him away. Now you tell me, if you tell people that there is healing in the atonement and it's guaranteed, and if you tell people that you can heal them, 
And if you tell people, well, I'm not the healer, God is, but he's going to heal everybody. And you can't bring a little boy on the platform and have his tumor healed in front of everybody, then don't you dare say that you're following in the footsteps of Jesus. Receive that healing now. In Jesus' name. Now, just like Robert Tilton, Benny Hinn is all about money. You know, and we know that the root of all evil is money. And the real victims are the people that travel miles to see this man who believe he can actually cure and heal everything that's wrong with them while taking every dime that he can from these people. It's, it's so sickening. I mean, Benny Hinn quickly turns the glory to God or glory to Yah into self-glory. And in my opinion, he's a narcissist, modern-day snake oil salesman, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and a false prophet. Now, what do you think about that, Opa? What are your thoughts about that last clip? Yeah, I, I think that he certainly was a, a, a snake oil salesman. Uh, I, I, he just, I mean, watching him, it's just unbelievable that people can really believe that he's doing all these things. Uh, Sometimes I would wonder if some of this isn't a setup where they've got a group of people that travel around with them. It was me, my mom, and my dad, and it was, I think, right before they got married, if I'm thinking correctly, like 2006. And at that point, I had been to Disneyland several times. So I was like, what he's doing is nothing compared to what they can do at Disneyland. And it's all a setup. It's all a setup. And it's, it's, it's so sad to see people because it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they believe in this man that, that says that he can do all these things and then, you know, just be totally let down at the end of the day. Like, like you said, it could all be a setup. So, yeah, I just wonder if there's any follow-up to see what happens to these people after. Actually, the only people that have come forward are people who are, you know, loved ones of the person who he prayed for and you know they're suing him because he told them to throw away their cancer medication or to throw away you know stuff that they need to survive and then they just put all their faith in Benny Hinn instead of God and they 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 die and it's it's sick and sad I don't know but anyways so this final clip that I made it shows all the crazy tactics in a funny way uh, and this last clip I like to call the karma clip. So let's roll the karma clip. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire.
Is that not crazy and pretty funny? I mean, I think it's it's always good to laugh out of all this dark stuff that Benny Hinn does. It's always good to get a little bit of laughter out of it. And I thought that it was kind of funny. I mean, look at him. He dresses like Dr. Evil. I mean, same coat and everything. So, I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got for history this week. And uh, now it's time for some memes. So, Jake... Meme me up. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some funny memes. Meme me up. I wanted to share with you guys, here's our meme segment, and I have a, a funny video that you'll also get a kick out of, Jeremiah. Uh, since we got done with Sukkot, I wanted to read you guys this uh, fascinating meme. The, it, you know, Sukkot's the time that Yehushua or Christ would have been most likely born uh, during the fall feast season. Uh, I know there's theories, you know, Rob had a theory that he was born on the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, some people believe he was born during the Feast of Sukkot. But uh, either way, this is definitely not a Christmas meme because he wasn't born in December. Uh, but here's what it says We brought gold and frankincense for you, Jesus. But wait, there's myrrh. <laughs> oh man so timely timely uh bible meme there here's a picture uh the big bang has been disproved and then somebody's like give article okay in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface uh so it's like a uh, a mighty shibu uh meme <laughs> uh the scripture is our best proof text Here's a funny one. I just proposed to my Japanese girlfriend and she said yes. <laughs> it's like a sushi roll. Uh, it reminds me of uh, something Sierra and I like to make, which is called kimbap, which is a Korean uh, kind of cooked sushi dish. Uh, absolutely delicious. You guys got to try it sometime. And here's our last meme. Emo bands uh, with lyrics about how hard life is, inspiring and making a 13-year-old on vacation with their parents break down and cry <laughs> and i can tell you that the only time this is not accurate is at uh one of these festivals like sukkot right is when all the teens teens get there and make friends uh it's so unlike any other church style event people are having such a blast there's no one feeling uh angsty uh at sukkot and we you know we had a blast and uh Here's this funny video I wanted to share with you guys. Jeremiah, you're going to get a kick out of this. The flame calls to me, not by its warmth or its pumpkin-spiced aroma, but by its desire for calamity and destruction. The flame calls to me. 
the flame calls to me. I know you like cats, Jeremiah, so I had to stick that in there. All right, so that's all for my news and meme segments. Meme me up. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into Skiba News Nation, of course. Uh, Jeremiah, thanks for our show this week. Uh, really excited to uh, continue on and uh, on our pursuit of truth, right? So shout out to all the people I steal my memes and articles from uh, in my social media circles. And shout out to you, Jeremiah. Thank you for this show and letting me be a part of it. And uh, also thank you, Opa, for Opa's Corner and and the interesting uh, stuff you guys bring to the table with the history segment and uh, all the great discussion. And until next time, guys, uh, see ya. Thank you, Jake, for another great current news. And thank you, Opa, for another great Opus Corner. And we had another great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode 19, and I hope you will enjoy episode 20. So stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have anything else you would like to hear us discuss here on Skiba News Nation, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, if you would like to reach out to Jeremiah Skiba personally, please email jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. If you would like to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560271, The Colony, Texas, 75056. And if you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms.